Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Coffee Talk with Zoe, your new morning show. Your new morning show where Real Talk happens every Saturday at 10 a.m. It's your girl, Zoe, bringing you stimulating conversation to the Brew Nation. It's always a joyous occasion here in the cafe. Drink on it, think on it, let's talk now. If Zoe means I am, therefore you are bold, beautiful, intelligent, amazing, and leaving your insecurities and inability to be tested, then rested while you have real talk with Zoe. Welcome to the cafe where you can always unapologetically be you. Stop stewing and start brewing. It's a new dawning day. It's morning. It's morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How many of y'all wake up and say uh, good morning to yourselves? <laughs> you know, like, hey, girl, <laughs> good morning. <laughs> Hey, good morning, girls. Let's get ready. <laughs> I have to say those things to myself. <laughs> I don't know how well you all cooperate with yourself, but, yeah, sometimes I got to say, good morning, girl. And, like, look here, girl. Good, listen, get up. It's time to get moving. And, and, and I'm working on that. I'm working on that. You know, I have um, have given myself a two-hour window, and now that I don't have to commute and get in my car and drive downtown and deal with traffic. I have a good solid two hours from the time I get up to walk myself into my office and get ready for my day. So I'm trying to make the best of those two hours, you know. I have these envisions of um, I got a workout plan in there. Don't ask me how that's going. I don't know what day it is. But I got a workout plan in there. Um, I got a breakfast regimen in there. I got a meditation. Now, I am doing that. I do wake up and be in prayer and, and, and meditate. That's part of that girl look. <laughs> Get up. But um, So I had that in there, and I got some piddle time because, you know, I, I've even washed a load of clothes. You know, I always make my bed. I do do that. And um, I try to be my best self when I'm coming to work from one room to the next. So um, I'm, I'm working on that. I'm working on balance. I'm working on that, especially in, in light of what's going on now, you know, with this pandemic going on, um, where health is so important right now. Um, not only our physical health, y'all, but also our mental health. And over the past um, couple of weeks, I have been listening to, uh, I've been watching videos, I've been watching commercials, about mental health, and I was listening to this podcast um, earlier this week, and it just said some things to my spirit. It said some things to my spirit, and it and it reminded me that, I mean, I had this whole mental health thing just ass backwards, you know, because um, when I think of mental health, I'm just going to keep it real because it's real talk, right? Everybody grown, right? These grown folks. Good morning, Terry. Welcome to the show. Thanks for tuning in with me. Um, but I'm just going to keep it real. So when I think of mental health, I used to think that it was people who had issues, right? Like deep-seated issues, like almost like retardation kind of thing, or um, we don't use that word anymore. We use mentally challenged. The people who had um, issues, and a lot of times they were born with them, or maybe some catastrophic thing has happened in their life and maybe a car accident or, you know, a gunshot issue, but now they have um, this 
mental challenge. And so that is what I saw when I was, in my mind, that's what I saw when I would use the word or think of mental health. And, um, and so when, you, when I thought about mental health now, um, I thought about people having breakdown and having anxiety, and it kind of made it a little more real for me to see that mental health, mental health awareness and taking care of our mental health, we should be doing that every day because you never know when the issue is going to take you over the edge, right? Um, or when you sleep on your your um, some some other issues you're having with your life, and it leads you to a point that you you have brain cancer or something else is happening to you. But I started thinking about um, space and peace and serenity and being in a good place where your mind can grow and evolve, and, and that's part of mental health. And and so we're going to continue to talk about that. We, we began um, those conversations about mental health um, earlier this month, and I want to dive right, right back into it because what I realized, y'all, is that Although we may be having some issues um, with um, some of y'all, still challenging, being challenged with being social distance. I don't know. I don't know why that's a problem, but social distance, six feet or more, wear your mask and stay away, so you can stay here. Your family can stay here. People can stay healthy. But at any event, um, for those of you who are. Um, Although we're still social distancing, it doesn't mean that we're not experiencing social dilemmas. We are. Um, even being on Zoom, even FaceTiming and doing a podcast like this, there's still a person on the other end <laughs> with a social issue, uh, a social dilemma. And so we're going to be talking about that uh, this morning. And to uh, assist me in this conversation, I got my girls, I got my backup team ready because uh, we, we, we're generally good for a good conversation anyway. So uh, one of the women who's hanging out with me in the cafe and sipping on her beverage um, is no stranger to the show. Uh, she was just here two weeks ago dropping gems on y'all, and, and y'all, y'all heard from this um, regenerative press. She is a licensed professional therapist here in the Atlanta area. She is available, y'all. She's available. And um, you don't have to worry about walking into her office and visiting with her. She does have an online platform for um, patients. So let me uh, bring on um, Ms. Bridgetta. Good morning, Mrs. Press. How are you, dear? How are you doing? Good morning. Hi, everybody. Good morning. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. It's good to be back. All right. They need you. I need you. So we we gonna we gonna have a good conversation. And and just so we have some some backup, um, I, I have my uh, my my good friend, um, who's also hanging out with us um, in the cafe. So Chris, are you there? Good morning. I am. Good morning, ladies. All right, Crystal Banks, y'all, she's with us, too. She is, um, <laughs> I almost want to call her a, a, not a licensed therapist, but she's a therapist. She she runs a, a, a daycare center, so she has a lot of involvement with kids um, and, and parents and, and family matters and social issues. And um, she's well-connected in the realm in which she works as well as the community. So I thought it would be good to have her on um, just to share her insight and her experiences with, with social dilemmas as well. So 
All right, ladies. You got something cold and hot in hand? Because I don't know what this show going to be like today. (laughs) (laughs) So I am sipping on... um, it's cold, I tell you that. It's not by design. It's supposed to still be hot and steamy. I'm gonna have to microwave. Do y'all microwave y'all coffee? Do people do that? Yep. Yes, yep. ma'am. Oh, okay. All the time. All right. Well, I need to. Well, let me ring a bell or tap the desk or something and get somebody to come microwave my, my coffee because it's cold. <laughs> Some help around here. <laughs> All right, so so we're going to begin uh, our conversation. Those on Facebook or watching us through social media, chime in, put your comments in. I try to get it, bring it to the ladies, so we can um, bring it into our discussion. But I want to talk about um, people struggling in social circles. That's our topic today. And so if you are one of those persons, um, then, or you've had some experience in this and looking for some insight, um, tap your, um, first of all, share, 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 share this feed um, on your social media platforms so others can partake into it as well and, and, and post your comments. And if you are watching this through the rebroadcast, it's all good. Just still post your questions in there. Um, I do go back and and read it, and I am being I do get a notification if if something new pops in, and we definitely want to support and be available for those who don't see the live um, recording. It's fine. That's why the re-recording is there, so that you can also um, get this get these good nuggets that that we drop in. So um, let's talk about struggling in, in social circles, and let's let's talk about. Um, this mental health uh, awareness. So, Miss 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 Press, how yes. goes it? Goes well. Right, goes you, well. It goes well. It goes well. It goes well. So, listen. With you yes. being, how do you keep? How do you keep your sanity? And, and all of this is going on with COVID and 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 people being compressed and confined to dealing with issues in their homes and all that, uh, I'm sure that regardless of what uh, career path we chose, we still have our issues too. How do you stay balanced? Uh, what do you do? What's your outlet? Well, part of it is uh, meditation and, you know, just taking some deep breathing exercises in between clients. Sometimes I even um, I just close everything off and, and just be still and be quiet. Because it, it sometimes, you know, during those those sessions, it, it becomes a lot. It becomes a lot. And so I, I want to make sure that I'm not, um, you know, feeling that whole emotion that I'm not good for my next client. So I do that in addition to, um, you know, like you have your, your uh, hot beverage. I have mine depending on the day. It could be tea, it could be coffee, but I think the main thing is to remain vigilant and be accepting of where everybody is because everybody are everybody is in different headspaces, which sort of chimes in with our, our mental health. Oh, and I laugh a lot, too. I tell a lot of jokes. I watch ridiculousness, you know. So, yeah, laughter is good for me. I do it all the time. 
say to um, people who, um, well, well, here's a real situation. So earlier this week, right, so earlier this week, um, I, I felt like I pretty much kind of got it together, right? So like I'm successful, kind of got my head on straight and got a whole bunch of craziness going on. And um, I feel like I'm in a good space. And most times I, I am. But this week, child, let me tell you, so this week I had this, I had a major issue um, where I forgot to do something very important that I know to do, and it did um, cause it a little riffraff. Mm-hmm. I heard you now. The producers asked me to pause for a second, lady. Thank God. Do I need to give it a closer or just closer or just start? Yeah. Okay. Hey, folks. Hope you're still hanging out there with us. Looks 
like we may have had um, a Wi-Fi reset, so we are going to um, give it a second to catch up, and we'll be right back. All right? Okay. 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 That's for the audience, right? Not for you. You you, you let me say that. You're connected on a different um, platform from them. Yeah, he's he's connecting everything. So you, the two of you, um, Crystal and Bridget, you you're on a different um, setup than what we're streaming. So you're not affected by that. Okay. Okie dokie. This is this is a challenge with um, live. <laughs> so what do, what do they hear and see now? Music? Do you have music playing? A whole new, like on t- especially in terms of Facebook on my page, it'll be a whole new stream. It won't be okay. So I need to say something um, prior to going back into the con. Okay, all right. Here we go, ladies. 
All right, all right. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back. Welcome back. All right, okay. As as the universe would have it, we we had a little Wi-Fi trouble, but you know we come through. We come through. You can't let um can't keep a good girl down. So here I am back with hot coffee and a hot topic. So um, also with me in the cafe is um, our very own special friend, uh, Mrs. Bridget Respress. She's a licensed professional counselor here in the Atlanta area, and also Crystal Banks. She is a daycare director and an advocate for families. So we are in the middle of a conversation, y'all. We're talking about uh, social circles, and I was beginning to set this out for everyone to hear. So I was beginning to tell you all how I I just kind of thought I had it all together (laughs) before my (laughs) Wi-Fi rebooted, but um, I I just feel that I'm trying to do the best I can to stay on top of things and manage my life, manage my family, and um, this week I I had a meltdown because something that I know to do, that I do it, you know how you have these things that you do and you do them so frequently that it's now a part of your schedule, you just know to do it. You don't have to write it down. You need a checklist because you do it, right? Well, guess what? I didn't do it. And when I didn't do it, it not only did it impact me and, and my day, it also impacted my team. And I felt real bad about that. I was like, oh, damn. I was just like, ah. And um, the funny thing is the day before it, well, I, I, I recognized it the following day, and someone on my team brought to my attention. And I was like, ah, I put it in my mouth, my thumb in my mouth, everything's in my mouth. Ah. And my um, team made brought it to my attention. I, I, I acknowledged it, but I felt bad about it, and I spent the entire day trying to fix it. But let me just say, the day before, when I forgot to do this, I was so off that day, and I felt like something was not right. I was even telling my friend, I was like, I just, something's not right today. I just couldn't get it together. And um, so I'm bringing this to the attention into the platform because I'm thinking like my mental space was was out of whack. So what can you say to me about about that? What happened to me that day? What's that? Uh, you talk to me. I'm talking to you, yes, ma'am. You're the only one that can okay. answer this. Well, nobody else knows. They oh. think I'm crazy. No, I just feel like, you know, um, right now we're in this pandemic. We've never been in um, such despair as a country in many, many, many years that it affects us mentally, physically, and emotionally. And as we're talking about being in social circles, you know, it's um, it's not natural uh, for us to social distance. You know, normally we're in this social circle, you know, um, enabling our senses, meaning, you know, our feel, our touch, our visual, laughing, talking, whatever it is. And in absence of that, because we're not in control, is fear. And fear sets in because we're um, not able to, to do the things that we used to do, and it limits. Our, our interaction, and, um, and and some people in the absence of that end up having depression 
um, and anxiety that stares up in the people who are already diagnosed, um, it tends to evoke even increased symptoms. So really, I just think that um, when we're so used to doing certain things and now we're unable to do it and we're limited, plus the fact that we are um, not, we don't have uh, the opportunity to know when this is going to end, then we really just shut ourselves off emotionally. And honestly, I just think it was just um, um, either anxiety or depression that set in. Honestly, you know, and so, but you didn't identify, you couldn't identify those symptoms. Anxiety or depression? Mm, I have to think about that. Anxiety or depression set in momentarily, you think? Or, yeah, I mean, sometimes or, or it, it just creeps, yeah, sometimes it just creeps up on you. When you look at the fact that um, what we're used to doing when we're, um, in a social circle is our basic human growth and development. You know, we start that really at age like 12 months. And so when we're in absence of that, you know, it becomes um, something that we're missing. It becomes a void. And so, yeah, it does precipitate mental health concerns. I am... I do know, I, I do think that I was, um, I did feel frustrated that day. Well, you know what, let me just say this. I did feel, um, I think I must have suppressed this for days, but I have been feeling maybe uh, bored with my day-to-day activities, just kind of waking up, working all day, and then going back to bed, waking up, working all day, and going back to bed, not having a weekend, you know, I would normally be stepping or going to some events or traveling or having some kind of outlet. Now, I have been doing things um, sporadically with my family and, and my friend, you know, just kind of doing some things away. But it's not nowhere near the level of activity that I, social activity that I would have had had this pandemic not been in place. But I felt that, you know, I've been managing and I just pile more work on and just kind of find other things to do. You know, I've I've redecorated my home. I don't think I could find another wall in here to paint. Only thing left to do is to put the Christmas decorations up. But there's nothing else. Ain't no more closets to clean out. <laughs> you know, um, no more pantries to reorganize. No more floors to wax. I think I've kind of done all of that. And thinking that okay, this will be over. Let me just do this. Work on this, like everyone else has been doing. Just doing home projects and um, finding creative things to do, and I think that pushing it to the side, thinking it's going to be over, and, and it's not, and it's now really interfering with my with my happy space of, of being able to go out and do things, and I think mm-hmm. that um, I just kind of got bored, getting bored and frustrated with it. I don't want to wake up and work all damn day and go to bed and do the same thing, but it's like this is a safe space, so what, what do I do? What do I do? What are y'all doing? Well, I think for me, I I just try to get as much rest as I can because I'm working all day. But, you know, you have to have some type of um, uh, tapping to your creative side. I've had friends who figured out, you know, they started to, um, you know, do start cooking and 
um, delivering food, and um, um, I have another friend who is actually going out to um, to to help people or help kids, you know, with their um, their homework and classwork or whatever the case may be. But it it, it is unnatural for us to be living as we are. But again, like I said, it's really the lack of control. We don't have control over what we do or how we do it right now. And if we do, you know, we run the risk of, you know, getting sick or getting someone else sick. So um, honestly, I just think that you just have to be creative in whatever you do. Um, And some of us are not really used to that because we're just used to doing what we do, how we do. And, um, and it's not it's not easy, especially now that um, tonight we turn back the the clock, you know, um, and it becomes it gets we have more um, darkness than we do light, and people fall into this seasonal depression. And um, some people are not even aware that's what's going on. It's really ultimately about um, understanding and awareness at that point. So you made a good point, and Crystal, do, do chime in. Um, I, when you said people are not being aware of what's going on, I, um, when I hear that, I'm thinking of, of, of people who really are not being aware of how they affect social circles and these social dilemmas that that we're having. Um, for one, people who let's say that my meltdown this week, I'm so frustrated about it, I'm so annoyed with it and maybe mad with myself or whatever that I take it out on other people, you know, and mm-hmm. then um, here I go going off on someone totally overreacting on a situation that I probably would not have overreacted had I not been in that crazy space within myself. Um, so there are people, even outside of COVID, who behave that way. You know, they they are not taking responsibility for their actions um, and not taking responsibility for what they do and say to other people because of their own face. And, and I think, and I have a hard time dealing with this, and I think that these people um, want others to be sympathetic of their situation and overlook and ignore their their behavior that can totally is totally wrong, totally disrespectful, um, and um, totally out of order. Yeah, that so, is true. So to me, so so to me, you know, it sounds like it's fear characterized by behavioral disturbances. You know, like when you um, didn't do what you needed to do in the week, so your response was fear because guess what this is just not me so um what evoked was just behavioral disturbances yeah so so that's that's clinically the thing that Crystal can chime in because i'm sure with parents not being able to come to daycare not being able to access their kids like they want i'm sure they're going off you know what i mean so but my point is for for us who 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 are having an issue with dealing with this but we, we sometimes we take it out on other people. Luckily, I didn't do that, at least to my knowledge. Nobody called me or nothing. But um, for, those, 
that we're in now, of course, parents aren't allowed in the building. We receive children at the front door. Prior to COVID, already challenging um, being in charge of other people's children because when people leave their kids with you, they're expecting, and we provide a high-quality service, so they're expecting that. So we want to make sure children are not injured. You know, everyone is following policies and procedures, make sure, sure that children are safe, and also having in place all the necessary um, protocols around maintaining a healthy and clean and safe environment. Well, now with COVID, you're having to do, you have to go through, you know, an extra mile with this. However, a lot of the practices that have been recommended, child care providers were all, already had those things in place. But now it's one of those situations where if something does happen as far as COVID-related, then, you know, you're having to shut your doors for a moment and all of that and contact parents. And so those responses that you're getting back, you know, you're blamed sometimes for the actions of people outside of your control because, you know, we can't tell families. We can advise people to, you know, follow CDC guidelines and do what they need to do as far as being in crowds and practicing social distance, wearing a mask, washing your hands off, and so on and so forth. However, when we had a situation back during the summer where um, someone tested positive and for the most part, 98% of the families that we serve understood because they are aware of what, you know, takes place, what could actually take place during these times. However, you had some who questioned, you know, what are you guys doing? So now that they, you know, we haven't had any cases, you know, since um, that one case and it was not, um, you know, it didn't spread. But we are struggling with people just following protocols. The expectations of the staff is wear masks, wash your hands, social distance or whatever. But the families are not doing it. They want to bring their children to us not wearing a mask, and they want to talk to you without a mask. And so it's a struggle because you're thinking, I want to be nice to these people, And at the same time, I want to remind them of what we're supposed to be doing. So now it's a problem because some people do not receive what you're saying to them as a way to um, control this outbreak and also making sure that their children have a place to come while they work because, you know, with them not following the proper protocols, it could cause, you know, havoc on you know, our program, you know, having to shut doors or whatever. So that's my biggest struggle right now is just making sure that I maintain my professionalism but at the same time expressing in a warm and friendly manner um, to families to, you know, follow the proper protocol. And every day, you know, you're getting cussed out. You know, I'll take my child back home. You know, it's just different things like that when you would think by now with what we're seeing in the media around the numbers rising, the number of people being hospitalized, how many people are dying, that we would be more conscious. But because it has not um, affected some of us personally, we don't think it's real. And so 
with me being the director of the program, it's a um, it's a burden, not a burden, it's a heavy load to make sure that I don't receive that phone call that someone has tested positive or something like that and being able to contact, you know, all the people that I have to contact and, you know, and to inform them what our next steps are because automatically they're going to blame us. And so we just want to make sure that, you know, having that right mindset of knowing, you know, you're responsible for others as well as yourself and letting people know that you're coming from a good place because you want to make sure people are safe and right. they're enjoying right. their their day-to-day, you know, while right. in your care. So that has been, like, um, my biggest worry whenever, um, you know, something arrives. We've had parents who call us and say they've tested positive, but however, luckily for us, it was during a time when their children had not been in our care. So we, you know, have not had, had to deal with that. But that's just my biggest struggle right now is just being in charge of, you know, of a program and reassuring people that we're doing what we're supposed to do and making sure that everyone follows through with what they're supposed to do. You know, the um, that, that's a, um, a good relevant point because I, I think that there are a lot of other people who are managing environments or offices or, or spaces where they are responsible for the care of others. And, and I, I can imagine it's, it's, it's nerve-wracking because no one will want anyone to be harmed or injured on their watch. And, and, I, would, and I would propose that probably more and more professional um, people who are in those high-ranking positions are probably needing more therapy. Is, is, mm-hmm. Has that been the case, Bridget, Bridgetta? Yeah, absolutely. And also, I want to give a, just a short rundown of what uh, these symptoms may look like so everyone that's listening can really just pay attention. And um, so if we're looking at anxiety, we are looking at, you know, stress from work, mm-hmm. home, personal relationships, emotional trauma when you think about, you know, whether you're losing your job or um, someone in your household is sick or trying to homeschool your child while you have to go to work, financial concerns, as we know, you know, there's we a lot of people are losing their homes, their um their uh, vehicles and everything because there's really no work or the work shut down or unemployment shut down. Mm-hmm. And and um and so when you see that part, it's a major event in their lives and they're not able, they don't know, they're not in touch with their emotions to understand what they're feeling in that moment. So you, and then you sort of fall into like a depression where, it's uh, lack of focus, lack of energy. Um, you know, you become hopeless. There's some short temperate there, irritation, lack of pleasure. Mm-hmm. You know, and even memory loss, Don. I mean, we can go, let's say that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a form of depression is memory loss. Normally when you're on top of your thing and when you're not doing those actual activities, that you would normally do, you do slip into depression unknowingly. You know, yeah. and so now since you're not doing what you need to do or want to do, now you're feeling worthless and hopeless. 
So, yeah, I think that um, this is a, you know, all of this is as a result of really this pandemic that's going along. Let's Let's be clear. And I think a lot of people who, you know, fail to wear their mask or, you know, sanitize hands or whatever the precautions are, you know, you're just putting um, other people at risk. And I don't understand why they don't understand that part. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of the, the, the symptoms that you just mentioned, mm-hmm. you know, I can um, I can say I experience, you know, a lot of those because you and you're not even aware that you are experiencing, you know, some of those um, behaviors because, you know, you just, you know, you're just thinking, well, I don't have enough time. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. And, you know, you're not managing your time well. But a lot of it, you are doing the best that you can, but there's so much going on that, you know, sometimes I think what happens too is we're so busy trying to ensure that others are taken care of and we don't take care of ourselves. And I know I'm guilty of that, Um, you know, know, taking that time out, you know, for myself and, Mm -hmm. you know, having those moments where I can just go and just, you know, meditate or, you know, just forget about what's going on right now and just get in touch with myself. And so Mm -hmm. that's um, a goal that I have for myself, you know, moving forward is to look out for me and be more – cautious about how I'm feeling, how I'm how I'm dealing with, you know, my surroundings, my family, you know, my um my um employer, you know, just everything, my friends, whatever it might be, but we really gotta real you know, take time out for ourselves and, you know, stop putting ourselves second because yeah. those things that we're caring for, you know, when we break down and lose our way, those things are still going to be happening, and then we're going to be struggling trying to climb, you know, trying to climb out of this hole that we've allowed ourselves to sink in. So um, I just, you know, that's something that we really have to pay close attention to, you know, self-care. Because when self-care is first, then it minimizes a lot of those other things that we, you know, that could possibly bring us down. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a good point. Also, yeah. Also, too, I think that you know many of us uh, lack some of the life skills that we need when it comes down to adjusting and adapting. You know, this this pandemic is not um, gonna go on forever. But if you think about, all I need to do is just adjust myself to the patterns that's going on right now and adapt to my surroundings, it won't feel as heavy. But all too mm-hmm. often when you're not able to to um, to make those correlations, then you set yourself up for failure. Because now it's like, oh, my God, I can't, you know, like you were, you were saying, Dawn, oh, my God, you know, I can't um, clean out another cabinet. I can't do another floor. I can't do nothing. So then the frustration comes. Yeah. And so you're you're so you're looking at, you know, emotional distress that you created because of the way you think. So basically it's three things that you have to do. You have to adjust your attitude, adjust the habits, and then you adjust your behaviors. Mm-hmm. And so that would that would that would assist in minimizing some of your stressors. Some people don't want to adapt to that. Oh true. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, true. yeah, that, that's true. Speaking, because you speaking know of adjusting, mm-hmm. why? I think, too, you know, you know, at the beginning of the show when you talked about, you know, what your perception of mental um, illness was, you know, mm-hmm. you thought it was that obvious person that, you know, that exhibited those behaviors where you could just automatically look at a person or be around a person and tell that, you know, something was going on with them. But that's why sometimes we we go through these things because we don't realize that a person who's sitting next to you who looks like they have everything going on really don't. They have some mental challenges too. So I think that's how we kind of like get lost because we have this perception Mm -hmm. of what we think this thing's supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. And, right. yeah. you know, right. and it could be that well-dressed, you know well-educated, highly um, paid person who, you know, lives in the, the nice home, drive the best cars, have the, you know, lots of friends and travel the world, but, you know, mm-hmm. they're struggling too. Yeah, and, and they're yeah. like and they're like loose cannons, and they're like loose cannons, and the moment something happens, they explode. You can't say something to them. You can't talk to them. They're either they're easily overly outward with everything or they're um, shut down. And, and, and most times it's because of all of these issues that, that they've had in life that they've just swept under the rug or ignored it and not realizing and recognizing that it was um, had we focused on our mental health. You know, because even a lot of times with, with us as black people, when we look at black health, we don't think about health until there's a problem. As long as you feel yep. good, everything looks fine, you're healthy. We we don't we don't think about health until there's a problem. So we constantly reacting to health issues. We don't do a lot of work in preventing them. You know, preventing right. them from happening. Like you know, now we're doing more because these conversations have come to the table to talk about health. So we're doing more with dieting. We're doing more with exercises, and we're being more. Um, we're doing more preventive things as opposed to reacting, which is what we've done for years. And even now, mm-hmm. looking at mental health, which is why I brought forth that issue of, about me, because you're thinking, oh, I'm busy, I got things to do, I don't have time, and everything's fine. And it's those instant instances that it just happens infrequently for a short period of time, and then you go on with your life. But when they keep happening, and they mm-hmm. keep happening, and then other things trigger back to what initially happened, it, you look at it, you got a past now of things got issues unresolved that you haven't dealt with. And and that's kind of yeah. why I wanted to put that out there to show that for me, you you can be busy and things are happening, but when you keep ignoring little signs where you need to redirect yourself or take care of your mental space or get people out of your space or put people into your space to keep your balance, to keep you balanced and to keep your sanity, mm-hmm. you need to act now as opposed to act right. later. Yeah. Got it. Yep, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, and you know, and also, all right, ladies. You know, we we we're gonna take a quick break for Crystal, and then that Crystal will come back, and then we'll do some closing remarks. But I gotta take a quick break okay. to do a call for our advertisements, and then we'll be right back. All right, okay. Crystal. Uh huh. It's easy for oh. us, ain't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, honey. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say, Yeah, a client came and jumped on me. I was like, What? <laughs> <laughs> Look, and I want y'all to know y'all left me. Y'all left me. 
when y'all went to to, to right, Louisiana. Y'all left me. Oh. All right, ladies. So we okay. we are back uh, with our girl talk. <laughs> All right, ladies. So, so um, we were just wrapping up um, being in um, being cognizant of your mental space um, to make sure that you are um, aware of what your mental health status is. And Crystal was going to chime in with an example, and then we're going to do some closing remarks. Okay. No, I was going to say, you know, um, right now um, with what's going on, we're looking at, you know, we're, some of us are thinking, you know, this is the reason why we're going through some of the things that we are. But some of us had these challenges prior to COVID. So with, you know, mm-hmm. COVID coming on the scene, it just intensified what's going on. So I think, you know, now we really, really, you know, need to focus on mental wellness because what we don't realize is that it can also impact your physical wellness. And we really have to pay close attention to, you know, what's going on with us. And I talk to parents often, you know, we serve kids, I mean, six weeks to five, and we see it early on, but, you know, from the eyes, you know, side of, um, for from the population that we serve, you know, their kids being kids. But when you've had experience for, you know, long enough to recognize some of these behaviors, we see it early. And so, in, especially in the African-American community, we are so far behind as far as dealing with accepting and recognizing, you know, what's going on with us, you know, mm-hmm. in the me- mental health realm. So I just challenge everyone to, you know, just, Take a look at what's going on in your life and, and even with your families and find ways to, you know, maintain your mental wellness. And I, I, you know, and, and I'm going to say, in terms of especially with, with these kids, um, um, a, a, a lot of times um, I, I don't know that it's fair to label some of these kids with, with all these mental issues. Um, some of them need love. Some of them need discipline. Um, some of them need um, people to be patient and just talk to them. Um, and then the absence of these things, they are missing this, and their behavior um, begins to show up. Because as we know, we, when we don't get what we need as human beings, um, a behavioral mm-hmm. pattern will start, you know. And mm-hmm. so these things show up in these kids that early on they're labeled as kids with problems, um, with mental disabilities and things like that, and they and they never had an opportunity or a fair opportunity to learn and, and be loved. So parents, be be aware of that. You know, spend time mm-hmm. with your children, talking to them, um, and, and and don't be afraid um, to get um, advice from other people um, about your children's behavior and and deal with it. You know, deal mm-hmm. with it. Mm-hmm. Deal with it because they grow up with these unresolved issues, and then they can't have relationships with other people. They can't get along with people. They can't work decent employment with other people. You know, they they can't have a functional um, relationship because they can't get along with with nobody because all these deep-seated issues that most times started in their childhood. So try try to get some help. Um, There are a lot of programs out here now, especially with covid um, going on where you can now have your children to talk to a therapist and you even seek help as well to get, kind of get to the bottom of, of these things. And let's stop this cycle of abuse 
and let's begin to look at our our issues in our community and and deal with our mental health problems. So we can be better, you know. We can be better people. We can be more productive people, and more importantly, we can be happy people. Happy people. Can I say one more thing too? Um, Yeah. Hold on. I think that, you know, we have a misconception, too, that if something is going on with especially our children, that they need medication, and that's not true. Sometimes we just need to change our environment, some of our habits. So just, um, you know, putting that out there because that word label has really caused a lot of denial of um, preventive services for our people. So Mm -hmm. just making sure that, you know, being aware and, you know, not that you have to believe everything that someone says about you or your child, but just making sure that you understand, do your own research, and know what you are approaching when you do try to receive some type of service for whatever is going on with you or your family. Absolutely. And, and that's not the other part that I want to um, I want to chime in on before um, we leave is is certainly around what we were just talking about is unresolved childhood issues end up becoming adult social problems. So this this situation mm. is preventative, but you got to be aware that you know you may as an adult, okay, I may have this problem. I don't want my kids to be like this. So you you have you have an opportunity to gain insight and better um better choices and decisions and awareness that you could could create um, for not only you but your child as well. I like that. She she said, Richard said, unresolved childhood becomes adult social problems. Go ahead. Yeah, it becomes adult social problems. Social problems. Wow, that's deep and real. <laughs> and real, and real. I, I, I remember, I remember when um, I'm a fan of therapy. Let me just say, um, I am a fan of therapy. And um, once I um, started uh, therapy, um, when I had some trauma in, in in my childhood, where my brother was was um, was was murdered, um, my mom, we we went to therapy, and it was the first time ever. And so when things would happen in, in, in my life, I would, you know, continue to seek therapy. And I got excited about therapy, and I got excited about learning about me. I mean, I remember she was like, okay, man, your time is up. I'm, still, I'm in it. You know, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out. It was like it was like peeling onions, a layer. And, and I would cry often, but it was so rewarding and fulfilling to, to know, oh, that's why I do that. Well, damn. Had I known, I'd have stopped, you know. So I just was so excited about getting to know who I was and why I was and things that triggered me so that that now um, I'm aware of those kinds of things and they don't bother me. They don't haunt me. You know, I've, I've overcame a lot of those issues. So I'm telling you, therapy works. If you can find a person that you can trust, not a friend, not a friend, um, unless they can be objective because you need someone to help you get to the bottom of you and figure out why you do what you do so you can uncover those things and, and learn who you are and why you are. And then at that point you can make a conscious decision as to whether I want to continue to be this way 
or do I want to be different? And then you then have the control over how you respond to things, and that is powerful. Powerful. Yep. Powerful. Mm-hmm. Powerful. Powerful. All right, y'all. So this this segment has been awesome. It's, it's been exciting. I've enjoyed having you um, here with me in the cafe. Uh, Bridget, Bridgetta will be back, y'all. Uh, my girlfriend, BJ, she'll be back for more. Um, so I want y'all to follow her. Um, BJ, before we leave, tell them real quick about what you got going on and how they can uh, learn more about um, your practice and how you can assist them during this pandemic. Well, um, currently I have my website. It's called The Conscious Spot, theconsciousspot.com, and I'll be willing to take, you know, any questions or whatever. However, you know, if it's out of state, the unfortunate part is I'm only licensed for Georgia, but I am open to answering questions um, to promote healing, um, especially in this time. All right, the conscious spot is where you can find her. And if you have any questions for her, please post them on the social media sites that are available to you. Or you can also always visit the website, coffeetalk.com, and post your comments there. Thank you, ladies, for um, hanging out with me in in the cafe. And and thank you, Krista, for showing up as an advocate for families, um, doing what you do, staying connected and um, helping people to have better days. Okay, right, well, thank you for having me. Well, it's been my pleasure. We can sit anytime and chat. You know, this is what we do off there <laughs> anyway, so we, we, we talk about <laughs> all kinds of things. <laughs> but you, need, you, but you, know what, you know what? Everybody needs a good group. Everybody needs a good girlfriend group or a good guy group that you can sit and talk and, and, and grow with. So um, find you somebody. Get you somebody. Get you somebody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yo. I gotta go. I wish I had more time, but I, I gotta get out of here. We've um we've enjoyed um chatting with you and have a great Saturday and don't forget to visit the website, Coffee Talk with Soy, and share your feedback on the show. Have a good Saturday, y'all, and we'll see you next week right here. Okay. You do Coffee Thanks. Talk with Soy, your new Bye-bye. morning show. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. You see that, Chris? Hello? That was a challenge. I'm exhausted. (laughs) Makes me talk.
still on the laptop. I always have my iPad and my laptop in front of me. So I was trying to... Okay. 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 Okay, so I should move it here then. Okay. I probably should. Okay, that's fine. I just need to rearrange some space right here. Okay, I could do that. Mm-hmm. Normally, I wouldn't have to look that often, but with all this stuff that's going on, I was trying to, um, I was trying to look at Facebook to see what was happening. That's what I was doing to see if it was still up. Because I, I, I usually look at the Facebook page on my, on my website. I mean, on, on the, on my desktop. I mean, on my laptop, I'm sorry. And so with the, the Wi-Fi kept going up and down, I kept looking to see, using that as an indicator whether it was still connected. So I probably was preoccupied with that because I wasn't typing on it, really. I just kept looking to see it. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I still don't want it. It's still going. <laughs> Uh, okay. <laughs> Us on the back end. You should have said, do your own job. <laughs> I got this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Real. I saw it. Just couldn't pull myself out of it. I just couldn't pull myself out of it. Mhm. 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 Right. I know that, but I wasn't looking for the comments. I was looking for the connection. So I was looking at the lights continuing to say live because, you know, um, so that's what I was looking at, the visibility to seeing that it was up. Um, So, yeah, after that little incident happened, I guess I was preoccupied with are we connected and – No, 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 it's over. It's showing it was live, yeah. Okay. All right, I guess until tomorrow. Until tomorrow. What what time are we going to do it? Two o'clock, one o'clock? What time? Early? I usually watch church at 8. I usually do my church thing at 8. I catch the first service, then after that it's open. I kind of want to get it out the way. I don't want to come and I have it in the middle of the day. We can kind of get it out the way and uh, work, you know. Um, So either early or late, early or late. Okay.
One? Okay. One it is. Okay. I Thank you. 